Tonight, Sami Zayn looks to fly like an eagle against the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes take fans' emotions from end to end on Monday Night Raw. Could Switchblade Jay White be touching down in North America? Did MJF really get some flags thrown at him by Nassau County Police? And we set up our playbooks for this weekend's WWE Elimination Chamber in Montreal. All that and more on a Super Sunday Night's Main Event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday Night's Main Event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event, powered by TotalSportCards.com. Canada's number one stop for all WWE, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. TotalSportCards.com. This show, always available to you for free on the air on TSN, the iHeartRadio, and News Talk Networks, and probably the only place in North America that's not talking about the football game right now, mostly because we produced the show before it happened. So, hey, congratulations to your team if they won, and I'm sorry if your team lost, but... We have a lot to talk about here. And of course, if you want even more added content, you can get it through our SNME Radio Patreon feed. It works out to about a buck a week. It's really nothing, but it's so much that you get in return for that dollar, including daily podcasts on everything from weekly TV reviews, UFC, music, comedy, and a lot more with more shows being added. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio. Now here at Sunday night's main event, every Sunday is a super Sunday. And as the organized chaos of the wrestling world reveals itself through the highlights and misplays, we take you through the X's and O's and find out which stories go all the way to this week's end zone of wrestling headlines, better known as the five count. You want to hear the breaking news? Jerry the King Lawler is recovering after being released from hospital after suffering a stroke this past Monday. Lawler was at one of his homes in Florida when he was found collapsed in the parking lot. After having emergency surgery and recovering in ICU, Lawler is now set to begin a physical and cognitive rehab program. Jim Ross, who of course commentated with Jerry Lawler for so many years on Monday Night Raw, said in a tweet that he has spoken to Jerry, and while he noticed a difference in his speech, Lawler is otherwise doing well. Jerry Lawler is now 73 years old, still occasionally wrestles on the independent scene, and appears on WWE pre-shows from time to time. We most recently saw him on the Monday Night Raw 30th anniversary episode. Did MJF's promo on Wednesday's AEW Dynamite result in a police investigation being launched? Eh, no. Her head had cracked my windshield. She was not moving at all, and I put my finger underneath her nose, and thank God she was breathing. And then off in a distance, police sirens began to roar. There it was, Dragon. Adversity. In that moment, I found out what type of man I am. You want to know who I am, Dragon? I'm the type of guy who grabbed Liv's lifeless body and switched seats with her, so when the cops showed up... I wasn't the one driving. Now, if you missed the promo where MJF basically admitted to committing multiple crimes during his high school junior prom, rest easy. We found out it is all part of the show. A rumor began, though, that this past Thursday, Nassau County police received hundreds of calls from AEW fans after MJF's confession. Well, leave it to the facts to come shining through. ESPN's Mark Ramoni tweeted that after reaching out to Nassau police... They had no idea of such an incident or any complaints filed against MJF. 
Just another case of the information generation killing a perfectly good wrestling promo. Kind of like what we do on this show. Anyway, yesterday at New Japan Pro Wrestling's new beginning event in Osaka, Switchblade Jay White lost a Loser Leaves Japan match against Hikaleo. How in the world can the leader of Bullet Club stay the leader of Bullet Club when he can't come to Japan anymore? He can wrestle all, all the strong events, all the NJPW of America events he wants. How in the world is he going to be in control? Now, word has been out for a while that White was going to be a free agent after the match. He has appeared in Impact on AEW. The question is, will he be headed stateside? And does WWE have enough to offer White to come to their side? This also doesn't rule out the fact that Jay White could still be working for New Japan. You can bet that's on my list of things to talk about with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer coming up later on in the show. Ring of Honor's Mark Briscoe is going to be wrestling on AEW Dynamite this week. On Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage, Mark Briscoe was interviewed in character before being interrupted by Mark Sterling. Sterling then offered Briscoe a management deal. Mark turned it down. This eventually led to Josh Woods coming in, and the match has been set. Briscoe will be facing Josh Woods on Dynamite, and while he is under the Ring of Honor brand, it appears as though he's going to be making more AEW TV appearances in the meantime. And comedian Mark Marin has been doing a series of interviews with AEW personnel, and the entire collection is now up to here for free. It's incredible, and any podcaster's dream lineup if you want some AEW guests. Check this out. He had Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, Colt Cabana, Bryce Remsburg, MJF, and Eddie Kingston. Now, Marin has also been around the wrestling world a bit, as he was a star on Netflix's Glow series. But even he says this was a full immersion into the world of professional wrestling. With Max, MJF, who is the champion, and uh, we knew he he was going to come in and do basically a gimmick interview, in-character interview. It's funny, though. He's talking normal. Yeah. And and uh, and I'm like, so this is going to stop right when we go on. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the biggest bag Jew from Long Island that you ever met. You can hear the entire episode now of Mark Marin with all these AEW stars at WTFPod.com. Coming up, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer checks in with some of the biggest stories this week and some of the latest headlines and rumors as well. And later on... You know, I'm just trying to win a wrestling championship and everybody... Everybody wants to make it personal. The big promo from Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes versus Paul Heyman. Was this the greatest promo to happen in Monday Night Raw history? We'll put it against some others with your thoughts all on Sunday night's main event. Stick around. Submit your feedback to Sunday night's main event by joining the group on Facebook. Search SNME Radio. TotalSportCards.com Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com TotalSportCards.com Proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. Well, if you're new to our show every week, we catch up with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com, a figure four weekly tied in there as well. And Dave, we've established, what is it, over 50 years now you've been tracking pro wrestling? This would be 
the 53rd year because I would have started in 71. He started when he was two years old, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but pretty young. We are just a little over a month away from WrestleMania, of course, and then we have the Elimination Chamber coming up this weekend. Uh, let's let's actually start there first. How are you feeling about the build to Elimination Chamber and what we got coming this Saturday? Um, I think that the build to Elimination Chamber with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, I think it's the biggest match that WWE, like actual match WWE's put on in a long, long time, just because, you know, it's been, you know, one of the greatest storylines that they've done in many, many years. And mm-hmm. it's coming to a climax and it's in Montreal. Usually you would think that this would be a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania match. And because of the nature of how everything's a lot of different reasons, it's not, and it could have been, but it's not. And, but Montreal, as far as I think when it comes to the memorable aspect of this going, you know, going backwards years from now, it will be more memorable. The fact that it was in Montreal than, than if it it was at WrestleMania, just because it's going to be this very unique crowd reaction that even at WrestleMania, they wouldn't get. And then you still got Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes for whatever they're going to do at WrestleMania. So um, the card up and down, there's chamber matches and chamber matches in WWE are usually very good. But this one's the main event. And I think it's like, you know, when we we talk about B-show main events, I cannot come up with one in a long, long time. I mean, I can't even remember the last time that there's been a B-show main event that's got so much momentum. I mean, ratings are up. I mean, up big. For SmackDown, you know, like some of the biggest that they've had in years. And that that angle is the reason why. I can't help but think that when you say like B-Show, and obviously we're talking about the fact that it's a secondary pay-per-view because it's not one of the pillar ones. But yeah, this this harkens back to Money in the Bank almost, Punk and Cena, just with the level of intensity and the hometown crowd and, yeah, and yeah. all these things that are happening. When it comes down to, and I hate talking this way because I, I need to stress that I'm a huge Sami Zayn fan. I love the guy. I think he's great. He is great. And he's been phenomenal in this role. How much of it do you think plays into the fact of just his size against Everything. someone like Roman? Everything. Everything. If it was someone with a different size and a different look, it would be the WrestleMania main event, regardless of Montreal. Um, that is the the difference in the sense that you know, it's a cosmetic business. Um, was it the right decision? I mean, look, if you ask me, I think it's the wrong decision. I would have put it at WrestleMania because it's the WrestleMania angle. But that is how they think. There are fans who think that way. I don't know if the majority do anymore. There was certainly a period. Look, if, if you go back 15 years, I would have been on the other side and said, like, look, he's this and that. And he's a great worker. But, you know, there's a lot of great workers. And and right. he's not he's not a WrestleMania main event. I, I think that the fans have evolved greatly. And, you know, you can tell by the reaction, you know, the years ago, you would go in there and go, you know, it's good, but it's not like he's going to draw ratings. Well, guess what? He draws ratings. And there's your answer. If he didn't draw ratings and he was getting big crowd reactions to go like, oh, the people there love him, but he doesn't draw the masses. The reality is that SmackDown is their highest rated show and their ratings are way up and they've really been up you know, noticeably this year. And this is the angle. And it's Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. Uh, and, you know, and Paul Heyman and all that, but it's that feud that is the reason why these ratings are up. So it is, and and there's nothing more um, casual fan or whatever we're going to talk about than SmackDown ratings because that is the show that's on network TV, not even cable TV in the United right. States. So being able to boost those ratings, there's your answer. The answer is there. If if, if again, if the ratings were not good, but he would, but the storyline was still great, I could at least go. 
okay, you know, like uh, it's it's for us. It's not for the 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 casual fans, so to speak. But no, this is the biggest thing they've had for the casual fans, and I, I can't even remember the last time somebody came in and spiked like Bray Wyatt did for one week. Right. But but it's one week. This is week after week after week now. Okay, could this be a situation then going into WrestleMania? And a lot of people have been asking this, but could this be a thing you see where it becomes Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, well, they, where they, 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 they shoehorn him in and all of a sudden he's the guy? This Cody build is great now that it's starting to kick off, but at the same time, you can't argue what you just said about Sammy, where he's he's got so much fire, so much momentum. It would make sense to have him in there, but not as a one-on-one and do you think you mean you you go with the three-way yeah okay can always do that yeah i i wouldn't rule anything out you can know you you know you can always adjust i think roman's going to be in there no matter what and cody's going to be in there no matter what so can they make it into a three-way if they want to and do a real controversial finish instead of going with owens and Sami Zayn against the usos if they want to they can and time will tell you know it's there it's it's ultimately this is Paul Levesque's decision. It's not even Vince McMahon's decision. So right. Paul doesn't have the same biases as Vince. So I absolutely don't rule it out. But, you know, again, like as of 10 days ago, that wasn't the idea with another big rating this week and all of that. Will that, you know, continue to influence? It should. So, yeah, I, I of course, it's a possibility. Well, they're, they're always the most compelling when they're in the chase, though, right? So why not extend it if you can? Sure, of course. Dave, do we know how much longer Roman Reigns has on his contract and maybe what his plans are for the foreseeable future? No. Um, but, I mean, he just did the new deal. What was it last year? So, mm-hmm. you know, these are... So, you know, I'm going to gut, my, my gut is, is that he's probably signed for five because they do threes and fives, okay. sometimes even longer. But let's just say if it's fives, you know, then we're talking four and a half. Um, but I could, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know his actual, um, you know, I don't know the answers to all that. And as yeah, far as what no, he's going to do, I mean, he's got it. He's got a great schedule now though. So it's like, it's not like there's the drudgery of the road and you want to move on to something else. It's like, he can move on to something else. And, um, and the company's strong enough. They don't need Roman Reigns either. You know, I mean, the company's in incredibly strong state. So if he goes away, you know, he goes away and, and somebody else, Cody Rose will be the top guy or somebody else. Right. Speaking of great contracts, let's talk about Brock Lesnar. And well, he's got the great contract too. Bobby, big match coming up between those two. Right. Now, we've been seeing this for a while. It's being teased more and more. Please tell me you've heard that we're getting the Hurt Business back. Like this this has I to I happen, I right? think I I believe so and I would think that that uh, maybe uh that will happen, you know, here at WrestleMania. Um yeah. Certainly Bobby's been pushing for it and they started, you know, they put MVP in Cedric and, you know, um, back with MVP on Monday's raw and gave him a, you know, a win in a situation where they previously would have lost. So yeah, I think that that's coming. Okay. Let's talk about some business here. WWE sale updates. Do we have any, we had heard that Comcast might be out now. Is that factual or what, what do you think? Dan Farber, I believe it was, was the reporter or the the stock analyst on CNBC. And he said, you know, we heard that and, and you know, it's his company, you know, not yeah. that he owns it, but he works there. And he said, well, we kind of hearing that there's no interest, which is an interesting one. And Nikon wasn't pleasantly surprised by <laughs> that word, because obviously they're trying to push that there's multiple suitors. You know, to me, like they're the ones that make the most sense. And if they don't want to get it, that tells me that they are unsure about not just the future of WWE, but their own future. Cause there's two things. Like if you think everything's the status quo, it makes all the sense in the world to buy this thing for, for Comcast. 
But if you think TV is going to go down and this property, because TV is going to go down, is not worth what it is now and we don't need it, you know, we, we need it for this year or next year or we or, you know, we've given up on the USA Network or whatever, you know, and, and you know, you, you know, because um, WWE carries the USA Network. Um, and again, if they get SmackDown back, say, let's say on the new on the USA Network, it only makes the USA Network even stronger. But, right. um, you know, or so so Comcast not not being interested is a big blow because now I don't see Disney, you know, but you never know. I don't but I don't feel Disney because ESPN is not a good fit um, and ABC is not really a good fit either. So then we're talking about like an endeavor, which I'm sure would love to buy it if if they could afford it. Right. And, um, the, you know, Tony, you know, would love to buy it, of course. Um, whether he could put the, the deal together, I don't know. And I'm sure that of all the people in the world, he's the last one they want to sell to. But um, and of course, there's Saudi. Yeah, time will tell. Nick Khan said three months. I don't think we're going to hear anything until it's really, really close. And I think from WWE, we're not going to hear anything substantial until there's actually like the day before the sale announcement. We'll start hearing there's a big announcement or something. I'm sure we'll hear rumblings, but like as far as like official stuff, um, I don't expect to hear, you know, and they've even said we're not planning on making any announcements in the foreseeable future on this until the deal is pretty much done. We're talking to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday night's main event. And Dave, a big talent known mostly in Japan or for Japanese wrestling fans, Switchblade Jay White. Story is that his contract is up with New Japan. Lost the match against Hikaleo for Loser Leaves Japan. Now, I found this interesting in the commentary. Kevin Kelly was saying, how is he going to lead the Bullet Club if he goes and wrestles over for New Japan in the States? And I thought, wow, that's something I never thought about before because they never said loser leaves New Japan. No, no, but that's because he's wrestling in San Jose next week. Right. If you're with New Japan and you're not going to be wrestling in Japan, I just don't see, of all the options for him, wrestling New Japan shows in the U.S., there's so few that I don't see that as viable for him. Um, but who knows? You know, I mean, like, again, it could it be an angle? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to try to check around and, and see what I could hear. But, um, you know, it, you know, every, I mean, the, the, the thought process would be obviously AEW or WWE, and he's a talented guy and he'd be valuable to both. I don't know that like AEW has so many guys on their roster that they don't do a lot with that. I don't know that it's like the right, you know, for him going from being really top, top guy in new Japan to AEW. I don't know that that's the right move. Um, WWE, you know, they've got a lot of talent too, but again, in both cases, when we go to AEW and with WWE, if they want him, um, they've got a lot more money than New Japan to to get him. And so I don't know that he will have the same spot that he had in New Japan with either company, but he'll have a lot more money. And I think he's at the stage of his life where that means a lot. I mean, I, I haven't talked to Jay in a while, but when I did talk to him, you know, he was a guy who was like when people talk about WWE or, or you know, and there wasn't even an AEW or even when there was, which right. is like, I, I'm happy in New Japan. But as you get older and as you start feeling the bumps and everything like that, you do start thinking like, um, you know, I mean, where can I make the most money? And and that's generally WWE or AEW, or, or but generally that's, WWE. That's what I was going to ask you, because you have talked to him before. Does he seem to you like a guy? Because he's 30 years old right now. Like, he's still got right. a ton of life ahead of him. But yes. for a guy like Jay White, is it still a matter of you're looking for the prestige and and frankly, the, the ego boost of being considered one of the best to do it or are you looking at your bank account saying you know time is money and i 
I got all this time to make all this money. Which do you think he would lean towards more? If he was leaning towards anything with the bank account, uh, he'd stay with New Japan because he's he's guaranteed a top spot there. The thing with the way they work in Japan, he's if he's he's guaranteed a top spot there for probably seven eight more years. Whereas in the other companies, it's a it's roll the dice. But if he's looking for his bank account, New Japan's not the best place for him anymore. Would he benefit more? You feel by going to an AEW or a WWE? You know, a year ago, I was said AEW. Actually, seven months ago, I just said AEW with no reservations. Now right. it's it's harder to say because they're both so loaded and neither it's like neither need him and both have so many guys that are over and it's going to be hard does um, he go the cody cardona route where he just tries to build himself as a super indie talent across north america does he go back home you know what if he's going to do the indie thing he should he should stay with new japan for him to leave new japan and the money that he gets in new japan to me the the it's it's got to be AEW or WWE. Anything else makes me would make me think it would be an angle in some form. Which, you know, if you remember last year, he pulled that angle. You know, mm -hmm. of like I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And he didn't leave. He just missed one tour, which is a storyline. Again, people can come back with masks and we you know we've we've seen that loser leave town gimmick thing, you know, not be the thing too. So um, but I my 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 gut is is that he's going somewhere. I don't think that they go so far as loser leave town, especially with New Japan with their audience, because if they, you know, go back on a stip. I don't think that they really want to do that at this stage of the game with them, you know? Dave, this past Friday on SmackDown, we saw Ronda Rousey come back. Yes. Rather uninspiring, to be honest with you. You know, Ronda is, um, she, she goes from thing to thing. You know, I mean, she did judo for a while and she was, look, she could have possibly won a gold medal in judo in the next Olympics and didn't go. She went into MMA. And MMA, of course, she had that wonderful career and then she moved out of it. She mentally was done. And with wrestling, I think it's probably, you know, very new and exciting. And, and she did really well at first, you know, as far as that goes. And, you know, now it might be, you know, I mean, motherhood, you know, obviously is 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 the big, big part of her life. And right. uh, um, I think she wants to do the tag run. But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying in the sense that she doesn't have that superstar feel now that she had on her previous run in WWE and uh, but she is still like, if you go to the shows, you know, the, the arena shows, she's a, still a big, big star. Cause she's a, a star and that's part of the package too. All right. Dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer, wrestling observer.com. Uh, I'm just going to make you go ahead and call it right now. Who do you think is going to win the title coming up at chamber this weekend? Does Roman retain? I mean, that's the safe bet is Roman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I only ask because, we're we're getting into our picks here next, so I want to get one from. Okay, you next, okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I I'm hope I hope I'm wrong, but 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 it's like, it was Roman. Okay, yeah. I mean, but of course anything can change. They can change it the morning of the show if they think it's the right thing to do. And quite frankly, um, you know, you can make a hell of an argument. It is the right thing to do to to to, to not have Roman win, to have Sammy win. So since you brought it up, though, Austin Theory does he go into WrestleMania against Cena as U.S. champion? Um, I, I would. I don't think he needs to because he's going against Cena. So, um, you know, I would, but, um, when I look at those guys that are in there, um, I don't, you know, Seth's probably going to wrestle Logan Paul. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could defend against Logan Paul. Um, Oh, Logan Paul, us champion. No, no, I, 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 no, no, I would, no, no. Okay. I, I, I would have Seth beat him. No, I wouldn't have Logan Paul beat Seth. Seth's a big, big star. Um, and Logan Paul's thing is just to go in there and do moves, not to beat people, um, at that, at the Seth level. I mean, Seth's a protected guy, but I mean, yeah. you could do you you could you could do that. I mean, if I'm going to make a prediction, I go with with Boston Theory just because. Okay. You know, on that pay per view, you know, that's usually just to to you know to the, the kind of like, it's almost like that's a weird pay per view because you know it's 
after Rumble, we, we were all thinking WrestleMania, and then they're throwing this show in, which this year they have a main event, so it's okay. But a lot of years, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, like we got this pay-per-view, but we're all thinking about the next pay-per-view. Talking to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. Last thing we'll talk about here, Dave, today it was announced on this past Friday's Rampage. Mark Briscoe in full character, interrupted by Mark Sterling. There's a match now coming up on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday against Josh Woods. Of course, those guys have a little bit of history back from ROH days. But now it's a question of where does Mark Briscoe land moving forward is this going to be the integration to a mark briscoe is all elite announcement you think or are they just trying to give him some airtime now uh you know give him some airtime get him a storyline i mean i think that the storyline is probably more geared towards something on the roh pay-per-view and you know he is the tag team champion so they have to at some point address that whether he gets another Mm -hmm. partner whether he you know however that's going to go so um you know and and it's it's good to have him on the show. I mean, you know, people are interested in him right now. Uh, you know, it'd be you know, and he can be on the show. You know, for all those years he couldn't, so might as well take advantage of that. And um, but yeah, it's I, I whatever it is, I figure that the show, given that the um, Ring of Honor pay per view show is um, you know in a couple of weeks, well you know six weeks or so, but that the the idea is now start building whatever the tag team title situation is in ring of honor. And there's like, again, there's so many different ways they can go. And, and I think that we'll have a, we'll, we'll, on, on Wednesday show, we'll start to get an idea of what, which way they choose. Dave, uh, any big highlights you'd like people to check out from the newsletter this past week? Uh, well, every issue, there's a ton, you know I mean? We go more, <laughs> we go in, into the sale, big story on Jerry Lawler, you know, as far as yeah. I go through kind of like what made Jerry Lawler, the King in Memphis, you know, kind of went through that part of his career and also the announcing part of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely fascinating uh, character. I mean, the stories on his entree into pro wrestling and just the history with Lance Russell and Dave Brown and that era, which is an amazing era of, of wrestling. So we have, you know, that and coverage of all the big shows and, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, in all the news and there's every week, man, it's, you know, it's, it was it's 40,000, 45,000 words every week now because so much is is going on. It is, you know, Mudo, um, you know, his retirement match coming up next week. And we we talk a lot about that and, um, you know, the the lead to it. And Mudo's big challenge and he's hurting, um, but he's he's got to do the match. And uh, Will Ospreay or, or, you know, the Okada match, you know, on, on that show with um, with Jay, uh, because it's Mudo's retirement and they're very into their legends and Mudo, you know, Mudo's a real freaking major legend. One of the biggest stars in the history of Japanese wrestling, you know, he's big in the United States, of course, but in Japan, I mean, he's, you know, one of the 10 biggest stars I would say of all time and a long, long career dating back to 84 and it's ending, you know, in just, you know, a little over a week. Dave, appreciate you as always. We'll catch you next week, sir. Okay. Have a great week. Coming up next, we're going to do some more Elimination Chamber picks as we're less than a week away from the road to Montreal. Boris Aguilar and Joe Aguinaldo join me next to make our Elimination Chamber picks on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. 
You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today, WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. And welcome back to Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire. Now, I personally can't say that I've gone through the pain and torment of the Elimination Chamber, but if it's anything like moving yourself over a weekend, then uh, I might be able to say I was close. Because right now, I, I feel like all those wrestlers that come out of the thing saying, every inch of your body hurts. You never come out of it the same way as you did going in. Dare I say that I cannot possibly preview the WWE's Elimination Chamber alone. So, joining me, two of our SNME originals, Boris Roberto Aguilar. Hey, hey, how's it going? And the one and only Joe Aguinaldo. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good, gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm lying. I'm lying. I am uh, a large bottle of Advil away from maybe feeling okay. But <laughs> although, you know what? Like, let's try to keep a bit of a positive spin here. You haven't been put on fire and then put into an elimination chamber. So there's that. Day's not over yet. Day's <laughs> not over yet. <laughs> Tons of hours left for that, Joe. Tons of hours. Still got a week to go, Joe. Still got a week to go, and I'm I'm right now. I'm in Southeast Saskatchewan, so anything could happen, and you'd never hear about it because it's here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Something we are talking about, though, of course, is the Elimination Chamber coming up this Saturday from Montreal, which is so awesome, first of all, that we're heading back to Montreal with a major pay-per-view on the road to WrestleMania. My gosh. Let's get down to it, though. The match is announced as of while we're producing this here. There's quite a few. Our men's elimination chamber match is going to be, in fact, for the United States Championship. Guys, let's start with the guys match, only because it was the first one on my list here. Austin Theory defending his WWE United States Championship against Seth Freakin' Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. This is, with the exception of Seth Rollins, a pretty... New WWE main roster match here. Do we see Theory defending or do we see an upset in one of these people walking into WrestleMania as the new champion defending? Uh, Boris, let's start with you here. I think somehow Austin Theory is going to get out of this still still champ. I'm looking at the names here and the only other realistic, like realistic one is Seth Rollins. Uh, but I think Austin Theory is going to somehow sneak his way through this match that's uh, still champion. You know, we're on the road to WrestleMania, so I'm, I'm guessing a lot of heels are going to be winning on at Elimination Chamber. Joe, how are you feeling about this match? I agree with Boris. I think Austin Theory makes it out of the uh, the match as the champion especially with his allusions to the champ is here and mania coming up. So I don't see Austin theory dropping the belt. Okay. So you guys are obviously tying in the fact that this could be leading to a match against Cena. If that is the case, does that match need to be for the United States championship? A great point. I don't think it does, but for Austin theory to face Cena, you know, they're going to try to have as high stakes as possible. So while it doesn't need the belt, I think it will have the belt. Hmm. All right. Joe, does the Peacemaker show up next season on HBO wearing the WWE uh, United States Championship? Well, I think the Peacemaker shows up for season two, but not with the belt. (laughs) 
All right, fair enough. Uh, as as for John Cena, though, do you think he wins or no? No, I think Austin Theory beats him clean. I, I'm not going to say clean because he's a heel, but I think he still wins that match. I think that's the right thing to do. So I, I got to assume that John Cena is going to do the right thing. And Austin Theory, being the full time guy, should be the one that goes over if that match happens. OK, but if you go by that standard, then I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Rocky beat Cena the first time, you know, once in a lifetime. It took twice in a lifetime for Cena to get that win. Yeah, I didn't agree with that call either. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> OK, guys, let's go over to the women's match. Then uh, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Carmella and Natalia. Who goes on to face presumably Bianca Belair for the uh, Raw Women's Championship? I'm torn. But I'm going to go with my heart. I want Asuka to win this. Okay. You're digging new Asuka, clearly. Nodding does not work on radio, Joe. <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. I'm, I'm totally digging Asuka. Um, the only other person I might pick is Raquel, but I think Asuka, this new transformation back into this Kana role, I think that going up against Bianca in Mania would be amazing. Okay, Boris, how about it? Are you sold on Asuka or do you see Raquel? Who do you got? Yeah, I agree with Joe. It's going to be Asuka. I think that they're pushing this kind of character really hard. So looking at this list, right, Asuka is the only one, in my opinion, that's a headlining match at WrestleMania. And also maybe the only one that's a credible threat, too. Exactly. Like, nothing against the rest of these contenders here, but if you're going for marquee matches, if you're going for something where you're going to ask yourself, who could win this? And it's not a gimme. I think Asuka uh, is definitely in that spot as well. Okay. Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. Interesting mixed tag match here. Beth is looking incredible. Edge has always got those macros dialed in, so he's shredding ready to go. But you've got Rhea and Finn here. Is this the blow off to this feud or does this set something bigger up for WrestleMania? I'm hoping this is the blow off to the feud. So I'm going to pick Edge and Beth on this one. I'm hoping it is the blow off, but I do think that, you know, they WWE has their heart set on Edge and Finn Balor in uh, some gimmick match. So, but I still think Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to win. And somehow later on down the road, Finn Balor is going to get that win back. This doesn't tie into maybe Dom and Ray on each side, maybe for a three on three match at WrestleMania. That would make sense, but I would honestly just keep Dom and Ray on their own. I think that Dominic has proven over the past few weeks that he can go on his own. So I would really like to see the father son match on their own. Finn Balor versus Edge on their own. And obviously, you know, Rhea Ripley's already booked for WrestleMania. Okay, we move forward now to the main event of the evening. <laughs> Only in Montreal could this happen. And I say that lovingly because let's face it. This is his first time in such a spot in WWE, but Sami Zayn is challenging Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. How do they make this credible and believable? And most importantly, how do they keep it so that we still believe that Roman is Roman and Cody matters? Coming at you from a few directions here. Joe, let's start with you this time. Roman, Sammy, what do you see shaking down in this one coming up next week? Uh, I mean, Roman obviously wins. I don't see Sammy even having a shot at this. Ladies and gentlemen of Montreal, I would like to apologize now. Joe Aguinaldo's views do not express those of everyone here at Sunday Night's Main Event. Uh, Putin, move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like 
I, I think the problem is, and, and you you hinted towards it at, at the beginning of this this segment. We've got WrestleMania next month, so any premium live event prior to WrestleMania, you can't really take too seriously because you've already got your storylines going into Mania. So I think Roman wins. I think he wins clean. And, you know, they do something else with Sami Zayn afterwards. You heard it here first, folks. Joe Aguinaldo not taking Elimination Chamber seriously at all. Boris, your thoughts of this main event match? <laughs> Honestly, I've been tossing and turning on this one a lot. Not I can tell you look like you haven't slept over this. Like, it's, it seems like you've been tormented by this. But please continue. <laughs> I know, right? No, it's a, I, I can see this going either way, not in terms of the result. It's how are we going to get to Roman Reigns winning? How is Sami Zayn going to look incredibly strong after the match? Um, you know, so I think Roman wins. I think Sami Zayn somehow gets a beat down by uh, Solo Sokoa because I don't think the Usos are going to be in Montreal for, for you know, their own reasons. So <laughs> I think that what drives you to that remark there? Boris? Well, well, it, it's because because Paul Heyman told them to stay away. <laughs> exactly. Right. Paul right. Heyman following, said, <laughs> following the wise man's instructions and by no means any legal ramifications. Although no. didn't didn't one of them get in last time? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's oh, only one it? of them that can't get in. It, yeah, actually, isn't it Jimmy that can't get in, but Jay can? They got money. They can figure. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> so you're thinking then that Solo is going to play a role in this. I do think that uh, really to set up the whole uh, Sami Zayn KO versus the Usos match to really, really start building that. And then Roman Reigns is obviously, you know, again, he's got Cody. So I think that the key here is to make Sami Zayn look super credible. The unfortunate part is he's at home and WWE is going to continue the tradition of making people lose at home. But, you know, this could be a star in the making type of performance. Yeah, I don't think the the win or loss is going to affect him so much as what yeah. they build around him. And so KO plays a factor. Does Cody play a factor? Is Cody there? Does he show up? Does he do anything? I don't think so. I don't think they need Cody for this. I would leave Cody out of this because this is just the bloodline storyline. I think they should keep Cody out of this particular step on the road to WrestleMania. And there it is, the buzz line, the road to WrestleMania. We're on it, friends. Uh, Boris Aguilar, Joe Aguinaldo. Boris, uh, you and Matt Ederer from the BAM and NXT Talk, you're going to be hosting the uh, the after party on Elimination Chamber on Saturday night. So if people want to be a part of that, again, be a Patreon member. As little as a buck a week and you're supporting the show and you get to have your say. But most importantly, it's fun to talk about all these things leading up to WrestleMania. Gentlemen, thank you both very much. Thank Thanks you for having me. Coming up this past Monday was the promo everybody was talking about between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Was it the greatest promo in Raw history ever? I put that question out to you. Some of your feedback coming up next on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. TotalSportCards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. In my last conversation with your dad, he told me 
You, Cody, were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns was the son he always wanted. You know, I'm just trying to win a wrestling championship, and everybody, everybody wants to make it personal. And that's what you just did, and you're not gonna pay for it, Mr. Heyman. Your boy, Roman Reigns, is going to pay for it at WrestleMania when I take those titles personally. This is Sunday night's main event on DSN Radio. That, of course, Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes from this past Monday's Raw, what some people are saying is one of the greatest promos in Monday Night Raw history. Think about it. They brought laughter. They brought tears, literal tears, to each other's faces while they were cutting the promo, talking about their interactions with Dusty Rhodes, all these great things. And then they also just happened to plug a potential wrestling match coming up at WrestleMania. Of course, we say potential now because of the Sami Zayn factor we've been talking about all hour. But the question remains, was that one of the best promo performances between two or more competitors, two or more personalities in Raw history? So I threw it out to you, the Sunday Night's Main Event Radio listeners, and a lot of great feedback on our Facebook page, especially I want to take you through some of these now. Uh, some people agreeing, saying flat out that it may not have been the greatest promo ever, but it was a great piece of business. This is Donnie De Silva talking. Says it was based in truth, ended with an elevated stake based in raw emotions, so that the match is about more than just a championship. Uh, Devin Axman brought up Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Jericho and The Rock. Yeah, remember this one? Welcome to Jabroni come on the rock show and not even have the class to introduce yourself what is your name I told you it doesn't matter what your name is fantastic stuff there and of course that would be Jericho's first feud for his debut in WWE I also love that Dan Austin brought up this promo you talked about headlining main eventing WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Oh my God! The Rock has challenged Hogan! He's challenged Hogan for WrestleMania! Oh my gosh! Which led to the main event of WrestleMania 18. Yeah, I know, it wasn't the last match. I was there. If you were too, you know how blue the Sky Dome got as uh, this match finished up. But still, an amazing moment. And as we talk about face-to-face promos and some of the best to ever go in the business, especially on Monday Night Raw, this is a great one. Zach Brown. Less from a verbal promo, but from a visual standpoint, the thumbs down from Triple H to Randy Orton while he was on Batista's shoulders was cool. Yeah, that's one of those, one of those promos or showdowns, I guess, that, that doesn't need a lot of words, right? Uh, It was all fluffed up at the beginning, and then one gesture pretty much ended the whole thing. And then Jared Gunn says, Cody Rhodes versus Paul Heyman. It was good, far from the greatest, but I feel it was a letdown at the end. Wow. Cody steps up. 
He needs to knock Heyman on his ass. Well, yeah, understand might not have been his call, but that just felt like a big letdown of a good promo. But we'll see what happens. I think there's still time for Paul E to uh, maybe take a little tumble here. But nevertheless, great point, Jared. Uh, Rob Kempton says going with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And, and when you say that, I don't know about you, but when I think about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in particular, I always think about the one where Bret's actually doing all the talking. Literally, he was sitting in the wheelchair after that knee surgery, and he's just berating Shawn the whole time. Remember, they ran out of time. You hear JR say, we'll keep the tapes rolling. And sure enough, it wasn't until next week that we saw what happened at the end of that show where Bret would stand up from his wheelchair get in Sean's face, and then Sean super kicked Brett back into his wheelchair. And then he danced, because that's what he did. Uh, and then Fraz brings up an interesting one, too. He says, I was going to say Vince versus Shane when he bought WCW. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't face-to-face in the ring, but that was live face-to-face, because they couldn't have done it any other way. And the name on the contract does say McMahon. These are all great examples, but yeah, this is the fun thing. When when scripted or promo segments in pro wrestling go really well, we get great pieces of business like what we got here. So, thank you very much for your feedback there. This wraps up this week's edition of the show. Remember, you get a lot more extra content and loads of extra podcasts for about a buck a week. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio. Until next week, I'm Mike McGuire saying thanks for listening to Sunday night's main event. And letting me do what I do. Play safe, drive safe. Ah, be seeing ya. Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show, as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.